0: and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. Growbright's mission is to help make the journey of becoming a new parent that little bit easier so you can spend more quality time with your baby and less time trying to figure things out. Growbright knows that safe sleep is one of the most complex parts of parenthood, which is why they designed the NS system, a range of products which work together to help make your baby's sleep environment safer, cleaner, and better. The Hero product is the AirNest cot mattress, which is 95% air by volume, providing the ultimate in breathability and firmness. It is designed from the core up to give you optimal safety, cleanliness and comfort for babies. The air Nest system products are 100% washable and 100% breathable, reducing many risk factors associated with SIDS and poor infant health. Assembled at their Auckland factory, Growbright also have a range of maternity support pillows and are branching into the children's market, having just released an NS Junior pillow. You can find more info on their products, the NS technology and a range of handy blogs on how to navigate parenthood on their website www.growbright.co or follow them on Instagram at growbright. A massive thank you to Grow Bright for coming on board this week. They've also offered a really cool giveaway. So if you want to jump on the at KiwiBirthTales Instagram and have a look at that, you will be in to win one of their COP mattresses. So yeah, really grateful to them for coming on board this week and I hope you enjoy the episode. In this week's episode, I speak with Whitney, who you may know on Instagram as Champagne Chores and she takes us through her two pregnancy and birth stories, which are both really different. Whitney is funny and she just yeah makes me laugh the whole episode but also tells a really great story of her two pregnancy and birth experiences. She was pretty sick throughout pregnancy so she takes us through that and then her posterior birth in the first pregnancy and then her natural really fast birth in the second. So yeah awesome episode, thank you so much Whitney for coming on the podcast and sharing your stories with us. I hope you enjoy it, let's jump in. Hi, Whitney. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is my first podcast recording. So (laughs) yeah, it's an honor. Thank you.
0: No problem. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about you and who's in your family?
1: Uh so there's myself, my partner Sam, who I have been with for about, I think it's thirteen years now. Um, and then we have our three year old son Mason who is wild. Um, and uh eight months old oh no my gosh, he's almost ten months old. Um, Clay.
0: Yeah, awesome. And you guys live in Queenstown?
1: Yes, we live in Queenstown. Um I've lived here so actually we moved here. And I got pregnant after about a month of living here. So it was quite um, overwhelming because I didn't know anyone um, yeah. and I was kind of like dumped into this whole motherhood thing. So <laughs> I was kind of like, what is happening? Um, yeah. So I kind of had to navigate like meeting new friends, being pregnant and just figuring all of that out. So that's kind of when I started my Instagram page, which is Champagne Chores, um, just as a way like of connecting purely with mothers because I none of my friends had had babies I didn't have any siblings um so I really just needed resource and like I just wanted to connect with other mums because obviously I didn't know any in Queenstown and none of my friends back home um were mums either so yeah it's all just kind of gone from there
0: yeah, awesome! I love following you on Instagram, and I'm super supportive of the TikToks. So oh. <laughs> would love you to continue doing
1: those. are. <laughs> are you on TikTok?
0: Yeah, I am, but I never make any videos oh myself because my I'm just there. So, it's
1: a deep, dark social media yeah. hole. It's like you just once you pop, you can't stop.
0: Yeah, but for
1: sure. it, it's really <laughs> lovely. I love I
0: love your podcast. So you've done so incredibly oh, thank well. You. Thank you very much. Awesome. And do you want to take us through what the journey to pregnancy was like for you guys with Mason? Were you trying for a baby and what was that like?
1: Um, so with Mason, we actually weren't trying specifically. I wouldn't say we weren't trying, but we also were not not trying, if that makes any sense. So um, sure. I obviously wasn't on birth control and... We were kind of just like, if it happens, it happens. But we were never watching when I was ovulating or um anything like that. So we were never timing it to get pregnant. We were just kind of living our lives. And if it yeah. happened, it happened. And for some reason, we kind of just thought that – obviously it wasn't gonna happen I don't know why um and I think we were doing that for about a year actually um so when we were living in Christchurch we were doing it for about a year and um eventually I was like oh this is actually kind of weird that I'm not pregnant um I was saying to my girlfriend like oh it never like it never crossed my mind that I may have a problem like getting pregnant maybe I need to talk to someone um even though I wasn't trying and I wasn't ovulating I was just like oh maybe I should actually think about it um for the future and then um I actually ended up getting pregnant
0: it was just a complete surprise. Awesome and do you want to take us through how you found out that you were pregnant then?
1: Okay so (laughs) (laughs) um I this is super weird because I Obviously, I wasn't even thinking that I was pregnant at all. And then I had a really crazy dream and I literally woke up in the middle of the night. I think it was like 4 a.m. And I was like, oh, my God, because I had a dream about being pregnant. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I could be pregnant. And I was just (laughs) lying there in bed thinking that I was crazy and I was doing the whole talking to myself over in my head thing. And I didn't mention anything to Sam. And I was Googling, like at 4 (laughs) a.m. in the morning, I was Googling pregnancy symptoms and everything. And then I waited until Sam actually left for work that morning. So he left quite early. And I had a test that was like a year old and I was like, oh I may as well just do that. And I took the test thinking, like, oh, it's obviously going to be negative, and I looked at it. I walked away, and then I came back, and it was um, positive. And I honestly, like, I nearly, I nearly fainted. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> I never, I did not see that coming. Um, but I think when I woke up at four a.m. in the morning, I realized because I had the dream, I was, I had night sweats, and I had really sore boobs. Um, yeah. And my period was maybe like, I don't even think, I didn't really even know where my period was, but I hadn't had my period for a while. And so when I took that test, I was honestly very, very shocked. Um, mm-hmm. And I had to go into work that day. And um, at the time, I just had a part-time retail job here because I just, I was getting my feet on the ground at Queenstown yeah. and I went into work and I don't remember any of that whole day. Like, to yeah. this day, I don't remember the whole day. I completely just like feel like I was blanked out, not really there, um, and just yeah. trying to, still trying to process what was happening. And I didn't tell Sam at this point. Um, hmm. I did not tell him anything. I was just home trying to process it myself and then as the day went on at work and we got closer to closing i was like okay i need to think of a way that i'm actually going to tell them that i'm pregnant oh and before this i actually took i went to the pharmacy and i bought about 10 pregnancy tests i took them all (laughs) and they were all positive so i was like okay this is definitely (laughs)
0: definitely pregnant
1: yeah um and so i was like oh my god how am i gonna tell sam and i wanted it to be quite special because it was such a shock to me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to like, I want to tell him in a cool way, not just kind of call him and be like, oh, I'm pregnant. Um, <laughs> so I got home and I was calling him and he was actually in a work, like in a work meeting and it was like a group um bonding team bonding morale session and they were at one of those lock rooms you know um escape room sorry and um then they were going out for dinner and everything and i called him and i was like you need to get home now and i was like look i just i really need you home right now and he was like i cannot leave i'm in the middle of a work meeting (laughs) Like, what is going on? And I was like, look, I just need you to be home. And he's like, okay, well, look, the earliest I can be there is after dinner, which was going to be eight. Long story short, I was, like, pacing the hallway up and down <laughs> from when I got home, which was six o'clock, until nine o'clock at night. Oh, no. When Sam eventually arrived home. And that whole time I was sweating. I was like, oh, my God, we're <laughs> going to tell him what's going to happen. And anyway, I'd come up with this really cool – um idea and I actually wrote I wrote on a um, piece of paper can't wait to meet you daddy and then he turned over the page and it said um I think it was January the 4th was my due date that I'd worked it out and and I put that wrapped up in the pregnancy test and then I put it in a courier post bag and, um, so when he got home, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to video this. So I actually recorded his whole reaction, which was really cool. So if anyone is like, um, pregnant or they're possibly going to be pregnant again, um, I highly re- recommend recording the reaction cause it was really, really special. So yeah, I told him, oh, there's a courier parcel here for you. And he actually opened it up And it said, "Can't wait to meet you, Daddy." And he obviously freaked out. I don't even know what was going through his mind. He scrunched it up. He scrunched up the piece of paper and threw the parcel away. It was like he panicked and was like, "Oh my god, what's happening?" Didn't even think it was related to me. He thought some psycho just sent him some weird Uh. like thing because obviously it was in a courier bag, so he just thought it was mail. So he was like, "Oh, okay, this is absolutely creepy." Scrunched it up throw it away and I was like to him did you did you what was in there and he was like oh just I don't even know like it's bizarre and I said open it back up so he opened it back up and he looked at it for about five minutes and (laughs) then he literally like fainted <laughs> Basically, oh my he didn't actually make it. He fell to the ground, like his knees completely yeah. gave way. And he was deep breathing, and he was like, Oh my God, are you joking? And I was like, No, I'm absolutely not joking. um And yeah, and then we were both kind of in tears and shock. And yeah, it was yeah. a really cool, cool moment for us in our relationship.
0: Yeah. yeah. Cool. And do you want to take us through what your sort of pregnancy experience was like? Did you have many. Symptoms with Mason throughout your pregnancy, and did you do the standard testing and all that sort of stuff?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> I was horrendously sick. Um, oh no. Mason. Yeah. I was really sick. I threw up most days. I think my kind of sickness stopped around 30 weeks and then it picked back up again near the very end. But yeah, so I was sick most days right through my pregnancy. Um yeah. and I was really low on iron. Um I think my ferritin it um went down to about I think it was like nine. Um and I was like I was right on track before I even started pregnancy. In fact I think I was high in iron or just on like normal levels. Um yeah. but that definitely contributed to my nausea so when I just remember there were days when I um would go to like the park and walk my dog and I literally would fall asleep in the middle of the park lying down on the grass (laughs) it was crazy so um yeah I don't have the most fabulous experience with pregnancy it's not something that I absolutely love uh obviously I kind of also didn't know what I was getting myself in for. So like all of the, a lot of the symptoms that I was experiencing, I was learning about through my Instagram page and the people that I was connecting with, um, who were telling me that this is what happens or, um, just through Google. Um, so yeah, lots of things that like, I realized that there are so many things with pregnancy that people just don't talk about. Um yeah. And so I really wanted to kind of open up my platform on my Instagram to talk about that more, because I think it's not so much like that anymore, but three years ago, no one was talking about, you know, like the crazy hair that you might have or discharge and just all really like quite gross things, but it's all, people need to talk about it basically and with May, um, clay my pregnancy was probably even harder than mason's um yeah. so i um with him i was sick right like, through a gang so i'm when I say I'm v- sick, I mean vomiting every single day. And if I'm not vomiting once, I'm vomiting twice. Um, and I think mm. that pregnancy was obviously a lot harder on me because I was looking after a, um, two and a half year old at the time. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I was trying to balance that with being also the, like s- as sick as I was with Mason, but having to look yeah, after another yeah. child as well. Um, yeah. so that was really quite difficult, but I found, um, like, there are, looking back now, I actually think it's really funny because there was some honestly like major mum life moments during that pregnancy. One time I remember picking Mason up from preschool and I was heavily pregnant and I couldn't chase after him. He ran, um, <laughs> almost into the middle of the road after preschool oh, and I ran after him. I belly, I, I like fell back and everyone, like all the mums of preschool saw me lying in this mud. <laughs> on a hill (laughs) (laughs) like holding on slightly to my two and a half year old with this giant belly and I just laughed and I now I look back and I'm like god that was funny like what a time what a season to be in um (laughs) but yeah so Clay's pregnancy was also very hard um Mason would often just run to the toilet and pretend to vomit in the toilet so we'd just we'd be sitting in the lounge and all we'd hear is and he would be sitting, he would be standing over the toilet pretending to vomit, like obviously oh, because no. <laughs> he was so used to seeing me do that, which I thought yeah. was really funny. Um, yeah. but he was so cute. Like, I think that's when I really realized how much like two and a half year olds actually take in. Um, he really yeah. like when I was vomiting, he was like, Are you okay, mummy? And he'd bring me water and just like Aww. really, really sweet things like that. So yeah, pregnancy is a tough one for me but it's I know it's special and I know those nothing will ever be the first time you feel that baby kick or you see it on the screen and see it on the on the scan It, it all makes it real and so so worth it
0: yeah no for sure awesome and with your first pregnancy did you go to any antenatal classes or birth classes or anything like that
1: yes so i went to the plunker antenatal um group here and like it was okay um yeah. i feel like a lot of it could have could have been done in say like two days do you know what i mean yeah, um yeah. i think yeah. it was quite extended out but i was really grateful for it because i learned a lot about the main thing that I really learned from it was how to prepare for labor. So like what Sam's role needs to be when I am start contracting and what he yeah. needs to be communicating to the midwife. So I found that was um, probably the most beneficial thing I got out of the antenatal was just him knowing his role and him kind of being aware of the options that could happen, the drugs that, um, you're offered um all sorts of things like that um so I found that really valuable but I also found it really good because obviously I didn't know anyone in Queenstown so I met a lot of mums through that and we caught out yeah. every week after they were born um which helped a lot
0: yeah awesome and did you have much of an idea around what sort of birth you might hope to have or much of a birth plan
1: Yes, yeah, so I wanted a natural birth. Well, like I was yeah. hoping for a natural birth, but I'm quite open-minded. I was like, I would love a natural birth, Um, but if it doesn't go that way, I wasn't going to be disappointed kind of thing. Um, yes, I right. was open to options. So I, first off, I was like, look, I'd like to do this naturally. If I do need drugs, I'm open to it, but I would rather not. And if I had yeah. a C-section, it is what it is. So I wasn't yeah. all anti-drugs. Um, I wasn't, um, you know, home birth kind of needed to be very homeopathic and everything. Um, sure. Yeah. So I, yeah, I wanted a natural birth.
0: Yeah awesome and do you want to take us through your labor starting and how far along you were did you go into labor spontaneously what was that like
1: um so for Mason I <laughs> it's funny because he's a Christmas baby so um I was due on the 4th of January with him and I actually we went to, so I Oh, yeah, this is the other part of the story, is I lived in Queenstown at the time. Now, if you're not from Queenstown, you're probably unaware that we don't have a full service um, birthing um, hospital here. So we have secondary units, but we don't have any primary units. And when I got pregnant and I was in Queenstown, I realized that that, that was quite a shock to me the fact that there was no hospital here and if you did need emergency services you either had to be airlifted in a hospital or drive to Invercargill um whilst in labour so Invercargill is about (laughs) a two and a half hour drive from Queenstown Mm -hmm. and so it really blew my mind that this was normal um and that was just what everyone in Queenstown did. Um, so, yeah. and, and I'd like to just put out there that it, it still is that way in Queenstown. So, um, <laughs> yeah. it's the, like Queenstown is in desperate need of better, um, maternity care and hospital, um, stuff. The midwives yeah. here work so hard and they really don't, aren't, um, they barely have any resources. Um, so. Yeah, so I made the decision that I wanted to birth in Christchurch. So with that also meant that I had to have a, um, I had two midwives. So I had one that was looking after me in, um, Queenstown and then I had one that looked after me in Christchurch. Um, so I went, I flew to Christchurch when I was about 38 weeks pregnant with, um, doctor sign off to fly and everything it's like a 20 minute flight so it really wasn't a big deal and then Sam yes. came to Christchurch at um, a week on oh no, um maybe like five days later and it was Christmas time at that time so we were there with family we were actually staying at my in-laws um, and it rolled around to um, boxing day and I actually started having contractions on boxing day so it was like I my body was relieved that he wasn't going to be a Christmas baby. <laughs> and yeah. um, then on Boxing Day, yeah, the contractions started. So um, I started, I was very textbook. So I had um, s- slight pain and then I had um, more and more contractions and then the mucus plug came and then I spoke to my midwife and she said, yep, that's definitely in the mucus plug. So I took a photo of it and sent it to her. So gross, mm-hmm. but had to be done. Um, and then, um, I went into hospital. I carried on through that night, um, contracting and I was just in the shower, basically in and out of the shower the whole night. Um, and that next morning still was contracting. Um, I started to really struggle because at this point I'd been contracting for about well over 12 hours. Um, and yeah. then my midwife came and checked me out and she said, look, just stay here. We need things to progress before you go to hospital. You want to stay here as long as possible um because I did want to birth in hospital as well I actually had planned to birth at a secondary unit in Christchurch um which means there's not full facility there's not like access to epidurals or c-sections um I just thought that that might help me not um use the drugs anyway by the time I've been contracting I actually said to my midwife I don't want to go to the secondary um, hospital. I want to go to the real hospital. Um, and she said, okay, that's fine. So Sam and I got in the car, I think it was probably about eight or maybe nine o'clock at night at this point. And we got in the car and I was contracting really quite painfully in the car. Um, we made it to the hospital and my lovely midwife clear was there and she dimmed all the lighting and the um suite and everything it was really nice but I just remember so vividly walking up the hallway in that moment when I was contracting and I could hear other women birthing and (laughs) they were in full like they were fully dilated and they were pushing like they were (laughs) about to push so they were Screaming, and I just remember walking down the hallway, and I was so overwhelmed that that was going to be me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah. Oh, I just, I was completely, I just completely became overwhelmed. Walked into the suite, remember where I was, and I just started crying, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, what's happening?" Um. And she said, would you like some gas? And I said, yes, straight away. (laughs) So straight into the gas. Um, She ran the birthing pool for me, um, which was heavenly. So getting into that birth pool was amazing. Um, I probably stayed in there um, until it went cold. And then I just couldn't handle it anymore and I had to get out. Um, Yeah. But what actually, so I kept on laboring and it got really long. So at this point, it's the 27th. I was started contracting on the 26th. It was the 27th and, um, I, got to i think it was i can't remember how many centimeters dilated but it became excruciating to the point that i wanted to push and my midwife said you can't push yet you're not fully dilated um and it turned out that my cervix lip was actually in the way um every time i was contracting like it was extra painful and then on top of that um mason was actually posterior but we didn't know it at the time so it was completely posterior so during all of my contractions the pain was excruciating which i thought was normal but after having clay i know that that was not normal
0: yeah it was
1: an excruciating type of pain and you'll only know if you've had a posterior baby um you yeah. get the worst pain in your back it's so so painful in your back whereas with clay i didn't really um have um to like i didn't have horrendous back pain um nor did yeah. i have that through my pregnancy but with mason i had that the whole time um so i had the cervix yeah. up in the way he was posterior and um I ended up having an epidural at that point um, because I just couldn't actually take the pain any longer. Um, and so that yeah. was fine. And then at that point I actually had a nap because I was so exhausted. i have been laboring for so long and my midwife, my lovely midwife went off and had a break. And I just remember the feeling after that epidural, it was like, I came back to myself. I just remember I finally yeah. started caring about other people in the room. Like I was worried about Sam being uncomfortable in his chair and my midwife not having a break. <laughs> and and prior to that, you know, that had never even crossed my mind. And then um, the midwife came back in and she said, right, you're ready to push. Um I think it was about an hour later, and I started to push. Now, I could not feel when I was contracting um, after that epidural, so I actually had to say – I was having to ask my midwife, is that one? And she would be like, yes, and so I would push and push and push. Um, I ended up actually pushing for two and a half hours, um, Mm -hmm. and I think it got to about two hours, and my midwife said – This isn't progressing. Um, you're unable to push him out. He's posterior. Um, this lips in the way still. We, and we may need to be speaking to the doctor about the next step, prepping for an emergency C section. Now, honestly, at this point, I had not even considered the fact that I may have to have an emergency C-section. I was open to the idea, but I never really thought that I was going to have one. For some reason, I just didn't. It wasn't something that I thought I would end up having to do. So at that point, I was kind of like, are you kidding? I've done all this hard work to get Mm. to now where I'm finally at pushing and I can't push him out. And you, now you want me to have a C-section? I was just so yeah. stubborn. And I was yeah. like, there is no freaking way this is happening. Um, so I I remember just looking up and the doctors were all standing there in their scrubs. There was about four of them. And they were just watching me push. And they said, look, we'll give you 10 more minutes of pushing. If we come back and there's no progress, we're going in for a c-section um and so at that point I really I'm I'm if you know me you'll probably know that I'm outrageously stubborn um and Mm. at that point I thought there's no freaking way that this is happening like I am gonna get the job done so I pushed like my eyeballs were going to come out of their sockets um I pushed so so hard and I actually ended up being able to push him out further enough that the head was there and then they um the doctor came back in and he was able to give me an episiotomy and then mason was born so yeah and was did you know sure. that
0: he was a boy before he was born yes i did with mason
1: um now with clay i didn't know what sex he was going to be i
0: actually thought he was a girl um the whole time <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. And did they pop Mason straight up onto your chest from there or what was the next sort of few Um, minutes like? Yeah, so
1: I I couldn't – I was so overwhelmed because at this point it had been – it was the 28th um and he was born at nine forty four a.m so if you can think back to when i was contracting on the 26th yeah. it had been about two hour two days straight of labor um and a lot yeah. of that was full active labor um so at this point i was exhausted and but i couldn't believe it when they um He was born, and we did cord clamping. I mean, um sorry, what do you call it when you hold off on the cord clamping? Delayed cord clamping. Delayed cord clamping. Yep. So I was all about that. Um, and then yep, he came straight up onto my chest, and I was I just remember so vividly. I was just so overwhelmed, and I just yeah, I was yelling, "It's my baby! It's my baby!" Mm (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> to everyone in the room i was just like oh my god it's my baby it's my baby and he was on my chest <laughs> and it was just oh the most magical thing in the world like i don't think yeah anything will ever ever top that feeling when they're first put yeah. straight onto your chest um
0: yeah for sure yeah awesome and did he latch on okay
1: yes so actually he latched on he found his way to the breast so he oh, cool. was on my chest and he found his way down and he actually latched on straight away um so I thought oh okay this is easy <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh that's how easy breastfeeding is little did I know that that's not true yeah. <laughs> um but no yeah, yeah he yeah. he I, I've i remember hearing about how they finally waited the breast and i just kind of thought yeah okay but when you're actually sitting there and they do it it's incredibly special
0: yeah 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 awesome and how long did you end up spending in the hospital
1: um so I stayed in that hospital until I think it was about two o'clock in the afternoon um so we just waited for my epidural to wear off and then we switched over to the um hospital the secondary unit which is so, um, amazing. If you are considering birthing in Christchurch, I highly recommend St. George's, um, even for just your aftercare. So we transferred there and it's just a really beautiful hospital. The nurses are incredible. The food is divine. Like the food didn't even compare to Christchurch Hospital. Yeah. So we then transferred over to there and I think we stayed there for about two days. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And how did you feel when you took Mason home and you sort of have this little person that's now your responsibility to look after and you're no longer an independent couple. What was that experience like?
1: Oh, so yeah, we went home. Obviously we didn't go back to my house because we were in Christchurch. So yeah. we went back to the in laws and I think we were there for about two weeks until we then moved, until um, we um flew back to Christchurch. Um anyway, so we yeah. were with the in laws and I'm sure a lot of people might say, like, that's your worst nightmare, but it was actually really, really <laughs> lovely. Um, I was so well looked after, you know, like, um, my mother-in-law was constantly bringing me food and, um, and every night, um, when Sam's stepdad got home, he, uh, Mason would, he would just be on his chest for like the whole night. Um, so yeah, it was really special, not only for me, but for my in-laws too, to really enjoy that time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, yeah, actually really special. I think, um, with like postpartumness, I never got like day three blues. Um, and I actually do have, um, anxiety, um, quite bad. So I expected yeah. to have day three blues. I was sort of like, I'm, the prime case of someone who would have day three blues and postpartum depression. Um, but actually I, um, was on a high, a complete high, uh, for, I think like at least a month. Um, Mm -hmm. I had one day postpartum where I just broke down in tears and that was from pure exhaustion. I definitely, um, did not stick with the, um, children like I mean sorry no visitors thing I should have done less visitors that's for sure I had visitors like (laughs) almost every hour and I was at my in-laws and I kind of um made sure that I didn't do that going into my second um birth with clay because it's just really exhausting
0: yeah for sure and what was your physical recovery like obviously from your episiotomy and just birth in general
1: um so my episiotomy actually healed really well um so i was really happy about that um yeah my breastfeeding journey was um i was incredibly incredibly lucky to be able to breastfeed for a year um so i bre- breastfeed mason exclusively for a year but um though i had absolutely no idea what i was in for in terms of the bleeding nipples like um It was excruciating. Um, I never actually got mastitis, but I got, um, I think I um, stopped it before it happened. So I would get like a blocked milk duct. And one time I actually popped it with a needle and fed through it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It was the most excruciating pain. Um, But yeah, in terms of that, I was really, I was, yeah, I was very, very um, lucky in that regard.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And how did you sort of decide or did you decide that you wanted to try for a second baby?
1: Um, it was actually, <laughs> I think I got to a point where Mason was starting to get older and I was sort of, and I, I'm i a very clucky newborn person naturally. I love <laughs> newborns and I love little babies. Yeah. Um, that's kind of my jam. I feel like you're either a toddler mum naturally or you're either like a newborn mum and I'm definitely very much a newborn mum if I if I if there was a job where all I had to do was look after newborns I would be in heaven and I know people will say midwife (laughs) or um a midwife but I would rather actually just look after the babies themselves um but yeah so Um, I got I just got really clucky and then Sam it was his 30th birthday and we had a staycation at one of the hotels in Queenstown and yeah that was it
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome and how did you find out that you were pregnant with him
1: I had the same kind of symptoms I had sore boobs yeah. um, I felt really nauseous again and I actually said to Sam oh the last time I felt like this I was pregnant And then we both kind of looked at each each other. I did a test and it was positive. So it was really different to Mm -hmm. Mason. It was a lot more like calming, a lot more, not so much of a surprise. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And you sort of talked us through your pregnancy experience. So did you have much of a different idea of what you wanted your birth to be like with Clay or did you, were you happy Um, for it to be similar? What were your thoughts there?
1: Um, so th- actually throughout my whole pregnancy with Clay for a very long time I was undecided whether I was going to birth in Christchurch or Queenstown um, because obviously yep. with Mason I'd birthed in Christchurch I was very unsure on what I was going to do so I actually had a midwife in Christchurch that I was talking to should I choose to birth there um, and then the- I think I got to maybe 35 weeks pregnant and I just made the call I just said look I'm going to do this in Queensland. If I have to go to Invercargill, I'll go to Invercargill. But, um, like, logistically, when you have another kid, it's not really easy to just fly to a different city and get and go. <laughs> um yeah. and yeah. it was my second time, so I had more confidence in myself um, to actually have the ability to birth in a um, secondary um, unit at hospital. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of the decision around that
0: yeah awesome and do you want to take us through your labor starting was it spontaneous again
1: oh my gosh completely different birth so if anybody (laughs) has had a really long first birth and you are terrified of um your second birth I just want to say I am testament to that that my birth second child, my second birth with clay was completely the opposite so I actually um I think I was, how how many? Oh, so I was um full term. Oh no, it was 39 weeks. And at this point, Mason was actually born at 39 weeks. So I was 39 weeks. Oh my God, the second baby is meant to arrive before. Like (laughs) I was expecting to have gone at like 38 with my second one. So I was at 39 weeks and I was like, what is happening? I was over it. And anyway, so I had a massage booked in and I said to the lady, she specialized in reflexology. And I said to the lady, look let's get the show on the road like do what you're gonna do and I was kind of like it's not gonna yeah. work but whatever so she um, yeah. grabbed my foot and she was doing these outrageous reflexology ology um, pressure points and I'm not even joking you I started actually um, contracting in the middle of her doing this now I wasn't Ever gonna admit that in front of her because for some reason I was like oh this can't be it even though it was my second time doing it um I was having these like contractions and I was like oh this can't be right anyway after that I left and I called Sam and I was in the I was in the driveway to KFC um because it was right next to the massage place and I was like to Sam I'm not sure. I was on the phone to him, and I was driving home, and I said, "I'm not sure if I'm contracting. I'm pretty sure I'm not, but I, th- I think that two sure. mixology has actually worked, and I might be contracting." And I remember saying to him on the phone, "How funny would that be if I was in the in the driveway for KFC contracting?" And I was like, absolutely <laughs> laughing. So anyway, I got my KFC, and I was driving home, and I was happy as Larry, like. And then all of a sudden the contractions got so horrendous. So I'm driving in the car, contracting, eating KFC, oh, no. deep breathing. <laughs> like when I say I'm contracting, I mean these contractions were a joke. I, I was like <sighs> – Deep breathing, like gripping the steering wheel, thinking what the hell is going on? This can't be it. This can't be it for some reason. Because in my mind, I was like, oh, I've still got two hours left of this, two days left of this because of Mason. Mason's birth experience. I was thinking this can't be right. Anyway, so we got home and I um, said to Sam, yeah, I think I could be contracting. And then all of a sudden I was on the floor on all fours and I was like, oh, and he was like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe you are contracting. I was like, yeah, I think I am. Yes. And then um, we were very casual because of our birth experience with Mason. We'd obviously thought, yeah. hey, look, um, it's going to be a long road. Um, and anyway, he contacted Debbie and just said, oh, I think Whitney's contracting. And she said, oh, okay, what's she doing now? And I was actually in the shower on all fours. Um contracting really really badly so all of a sudden it just was full noise so this started my massage finished at six o'clock at night um and this was like say six thirty, seven o'clock at night and they were full noise like they were definitely definitely very very strong contractions um and yeah. Anyway, Debbie said, oh, just hold off until she really, really needs to go. And meanwhile, we needed our in-laws to actually get um, here from their house in Queenstown. Uh, yeah. We needed them to get here so that someone could look after Mason while we went to the hospital to meet Debbie. And so we were waiting on the in-laws, and Sam had called them and just been like, oh, yeah, Whitney's contracting. Just, like, come hmm. around whenever you can. And I was fully in labor at this point. I said to Sam, I'm not moving. So I would not move out of the shower. Um, and as far as I was concerned, I was going to birth that baby right there. And I wasn't moving. <laughs> yeah. um, and they actually, Sam managed to get me up and put a dressing gown around me. And um, I made it to the end of the hallway by the door. And finally the in-laws had turned up and <laughs> I, they walked in and I was literally grasping um, a hold of the door and I was like, completely contracting. So they thought that I'd be bouncing on a Swiss ball, um <laughs> having really like light contractions. They walked in yeah. and my in-law, I'll never forget her face. She was just like, my mother-in-law, she was just like, oh my God, Sam, she's pushing. <laughs> he was like, she's pushing. She was like, she's pushing, she's pushing. Get her in the car, get her in the car. And um, <laughs> Sam was completely just. He was like, no, she's not pushing. What do you mean? Um, he was so confused about the progress of it. He just couldn't fathom yeah. that had things had moved that fast. Anyway, so they managed to get me on all fours in the car. I'm on the back of the car on all fours holding on to like one of the um headrests to balance myself and sam's driving to the hospital and we get over the bridge which is about five minutes away from the hospital and i'm screaming and i said to sam it's coming i was like it's (laughs) coming it's coming and i just remember i put my hand down there and i could feel it um crowning And I just thought, oh my yeah. God, I'm going to give birth in the car. I was just like, oh my God, I'm <laughs> going to give birth. I was like, Sam, pull off. <laughs> and he was just like, just breathe, babe. Just breathe, oh. breathe in and breathe out. Cause in, honestly, in his mind, he thought, oh, we've still got 10 hours of this. Like, absolutely. Oh, she's no. not pushing. So anyway, we get to the hospital. I w- managed to walk in in my dressing gown, I'm, like my dressing gown is not even covering me and I'm naked underneath and the receptionist was just like holy shit someone get her a get her a wheelchair so they got me a wheelchair and the kindness goes just have a seat And I say, I'm not sitting on that and I was kneeling on that to the point where and then I get wheeled up to the maternity ward my midwife isn't there yet and all I said was, where the hell's Debbie? Like, where the hell's Debbie? Because at this point, I'm kind of in shock at how things, how fast things yeah, have yeah. gone. Yeah. And there was another um, midwife here who was absolutely just so, so lovely. And she took one look when I was walking up the hallway on the wheelchair. She looked under to see what was happening. And she was like, holy shit, the head's there. <laughs> and she got me up on the bed. And she said, right, Sam, are you ready to catch your baby? And Sam just looked at her and was like, sorry, what? Um, <laughs> and I think that was the point when he realised, oh, my God, she actually yeah. was about to birth in the car. Um, and literally, without word of a lie, um, Clay was born 10 minutes later, two pushes.
0: Yeah. Oh, my um, God, amazing.
1: Yeah, it was, it was actually pretty surreal and it was a completely different experience yeah. so I finished that massage at six and Clay was born at seven forty-five at night
0: so oh my gosh insane my yeah. started,
1: and all up with my contractions and to giving birth it was an hour and 45 minutes so yeah, that is yeah, insane it was so so different um yeah
0: yeah yeah awesome and who told you that he was a boy was it Sam
1: Yes. Yes. So I said, what is it? (laughs) Because I couldn't see. And um, and I was like, what is it? What is it? And Sam was like, it's a baby boy. And then they passed him to me. And I was just, oh, my gosh. Actually, it was, I'm going to say, it was a different feeling to when Mason was born. And what I mean by that is because of the length of time, I actually think I was still in shock. Um, so yeah, I was yeah. shaking. My whole body was like shaking slash like trembling. I don't think my oxytocin had quite kicked in as fast because it took a long time for yeah. me to get my, push my placenta out. Um, um, and my midwife had to say, like, just stare into his eyes. Whereas with Mason, I didn't really have to do that. It was like in a euphoric, instant yeah. feeling. But with Clay, I really um was my, like mentally, I was in shock. Physically, my whole body was in shock. Um, and I really had to work to bring on that oxytocin feeling, um, which obviously came. Yeah. But initially, it was just, yeah, it was a completely different feeling.
0: Yeah. And did he latch on similar to Mason?
1: yes he did so he found his way to the boob again and he was straight back straight yeah. in and there um on the left breast which is the favorite of both of them
0: <laughs> yeah awesome and how long did you spend there before you went home
1: um so we wanted to go home I probably would have gone home earlier but um, Mason actually had croup at the time so we wanted to hold off taking clay um to meet Mason when yeah. he had croup for as long as possible so we stayed there for two days but during that time, it was actually completely different to Mason too because Clay wasn't really feeding that well. So he latched on initially, but then we were actually having to feed him through a um, tube um, for a lot of the feeds yeah. because he wasn't opening his mouth up big enough to actually um, latch on correctly. So he had gone for yeah. way too long of a period without any milk to the point that he was then actually becoming lethargic and sleeping too long um so that was quite um that was quite difficult for me because I thought well how why is this the way when I'd already done it with Mason and it was a lot easier and it kind of came all very naturally um whereas with him it took me probably those two days in hospital with test tubing and then I'd say like a good three days after for him to actually fully get a proper latch of really opening up with that kind of sharky mouth to latch on correctly yeah so that was really difficult for me but also um difficult for my like I was in a lot a lot a lot of pain uh, my nipples were
0: yeah yeah and how did you go once you got home did your breastfeeding experience change much with him
1: yeah, so my midwife actually came round and she spent like she wasn't leaving until we kind of figured it out. And um yeah. she's actually a lactation consultant as well down here, so she's absolutely phenomenal. I I just yeah, she's incredible. Um but she spent like a good 3 to 4 hours with me just kind of analyzing his um latch and she um yeah. by the end of that time with her, he was latching so um amazing yeah that just gave me the confidence like I had all my confidence back and yeah yeah
0: Yeah. awesome and how did you go adjusting to life as a mum of two and how did Mason go meeting Clay for the first time what was that like
1: Mason was smitten um and honestly I think (laughs) he has been smitten ever since he was born like from the moment he first saw him he was absolutely in love with him and still to this day he runs into his room and he's like (laughs) good morning clay i love you like literally every morning um so Yeah. yeah i i remember actually when we were in the hospital with clay i there was one day and i really want to mention this um that i had an immense overwhelming overwhelming feeling and I think it was day three blues of guilt for Mason um I felt really really guilty that you know he wasn't our only world now and I was just so nervous about how it was going to change his everything um and yeah I felt really guilty and I know that's I'm not sure if anyone else has felt that but it's um I couldn't have been more wrong like he was absolutely smitten and he still is to this day um Yeah, so I was pretty blown away by that. The two children thing, um, like, I don't even know if I've still got my head around it, to be honest. It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I found it difficult with just how, when you have one child, the daily schedule is a lot more, you can do a lot more, whereas I literally would only have one hour in the day to get anything done I wanted to do when Mason and Clay were sleeping at the same time. Um, other than that, you just kind of had to let go of all expectations of yourself and yeah. just just enjoy the wild ride that it is, really.
0: No, for sure. I think um, that's probably something that a lot of mums have felt. You mentioned about yeah, feeling guilty for your first baby. I've, I've heard a lot of that. So I'm pleased to hear that <laughs> Mason absolutely loves Clay, and obviously that's been a nice experience for you guys yeah
1: like I didn't have it so much when I was pregnant but definitely that day that we were about to go home I just I just felt so guilty yeah so yeah but there is no if anything I think it actually changes their life for the the better in so many ways so yeah yeah
0: awesome and what was your physical recovery like this time around did you think it was much different to your first
1: um honestly no it was pretty much the same um I recovered pretty well, like getting my period back was about the exact same time as Mason, so both times I went to about seven months, yep. and yeah, like physically, I was up walking, honestly, like completely honestly, the day after I gave, I mean, like two hours after I gave birth to Clay, I remember Sam saying to me, you already have so much more energy than you did your whole pregnancy,
0: Yeah, and that was yeah. two
1: hours after giving birth, so that's how um hard I find pregnancy really um it was like yeah um it was a relief I instantly didn't feel sick anymore which was which was incredible
0: yeah and do you have any sort of advice that you would give to a first-time mum or you know a mum of a few babies who's really suffering with pregnancy symptoms at the moment and sort of can't see the light at the end of the tunnel do you have any advice on um what yeah what that experience was like for you and how they could maybe try to get through it?
1: That's a really hard one because I think people throw anything and everything at you. I think, honestly, for yeah. me, it was like take hour by hour, take day by day, and every day yeah. is a new day. Um, honestly, that's yeah. that's genuinely how I got through it. Um, I think I also don't beat yourself up or feel guilty for, you know, resting a hell of a lot more than you would or sleeping a lot more than you would because yeah. – you actually you need that and you deserve that and I think a lot of mums are I actually fainted when um I was pregnant with clay because I was trying to do I think I was 12 weeks pregnant at the time and I remember I was in a pharmacy and I actually fainted and it was just from rushing around doing too much. I knew I felt sick. Yeah. I knew I shouldn't have yeah. gone to that meeting after that preschool drop off and I knew I should have stopped to eat something instead of rushing to the meeting, but I didn't and I ended up fainting in the middle of a pharmacy. So just like honestly prioritize your rest, prioritize your house Um, and nothing else really matters. You know what I mean? Like those are the things that you really need to focus on and do not feel guilty at all for not achieving what you may have set out to achieve. Um, You're growing a human and that's the best, most sickest, raddest thing that anyone in the world can do.
0: (laughs) Yeah for sure awesome well thank you so much Whitney for coming on the podcast and sharing your experiences with us I've really enjoyed talking to you so thank you
1: thank you so much for having me lovely it's been such a pleasure um yeah, what an honor to be featured. And I'm so sorry if I blabled along for too long. But um, yeah, no, it was you were so perfect. lovely talking to
0: you. <laughs> Another huge thank you to Grow Bright for sponsoring this episode of Kiwi Birth Tales. I would love for you to go and show them some support at Grow Bright on Instagram or www.growbright.co. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback, so either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at Kiwi birth Tales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to
1: Quince.